The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey, and today we are going to shine on with nourishment. Nourishment for our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And a little bit of summer fun, too. Hey, ladies, do you ever get unwanted comments from men you don't know when you're out on the street? Men, what's up with that? Naomi Katz of The Beautiful Project is here to start a conversation today. The Beautiful Project is a movement that has really taken off worldwide, and we are dedicated to cultivating self-confidence among girls and women by focusing on issues that deal with how we can feel comfortable in ourselves and express ourselves with a strong and clear voice. Beautifulproject.net is home base for this idea. Much more on the way, including a summer fun prize. But first, today, let's feed our minds, bodies, and spirits. If you are having health issues, have you learned to eat mindfully? Maria Bernardis is here, and her book is Cooking and Eating Wisdom for Better Health, Ancient Greek Wisdoms for Better Living. In it, you'll not only find the recipe for olive and cheese pie, but you'll learn that in ancient Greece, food that was prepared in a circle like a pie signified positive energy and love flowing to all who enjoyed it. Aristotle said knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom, so let's get to know Maria Bernardis. Born in Australia, she spent much of her childhood on the Greek island of Syrah. Her brand, Greekalicious, is known throughout the world. I've been doing this for a while. My first book was released in 2009, and it won the Gourmand World Cookbook Award. Wow. Now, we're going to talk about some ancient Greek wisdoms and therapies, and you say you practice to heal yourself? Tell me about that. Basically, um, in my 20s, I became very ill uh, with a number of issues, basically lots of cysts coming out all over my body, for my left breast, my neck, then it was sort of in my left lungs. And so I, I, I took off work a couple of years because I had to remove three quarters of my left lung and I was suffering like a lot of, uh, you know, lung issues. So I became a little bit frustrated after all these cysts and then they found more in my ovaries and the doctors sort of kept saying to me that the only way we can resolve this is through more surgery, but they couldn't give me preventative methods of what I needed to do. So that's when I started to go back and to investigate and look into what my ancient ancestors did for healing because I was reading a book and it was saying that many of them in ancient Greece lived to beyond a hundred ill-free. So I started to question, well, why was it that they were able, uh, you know, many of them to live this long without, you know, health complications and, and not having sort of the modern technology of hospitals and so on? Right, and you found out, or maybe you already knew, that the word diet comes from a Greek word. Absolutely, yeah, which was a a bit of a a shock to me back then. And it was a term basically that has its origins sort of from Hippocrates, and it means a way of life. So when I discovered that, I realized that diet is not just about counting calories or weight loss. It's really about a way of life, you know, the healthy food that we eat, the healthy mind, healthy body, and healthy spirit all being looked after at the same time. 
so that's when I started to appreciate and realize that most of the diets that people are selling nowadays are all flawed because they just deal with the food component, but they don't deal with the mind and the spirit as right. they did in ancient Greece. Now, is this how you healed yourself? Yes, yes. So, uh, first of all, I, I worked out that my diet um, had issues, and, and that was predominantly because I was not eating organic food. So, the first thing I did was eliminate all the chemicals and pesticides out of my life. The second thing I did was keep meat to a minimum. So, I did what the ancient Greeks did, and that was I only ate meat to se- on the celebratory occasions and seafood once a week. But the second most important fundamental thing that I did that I was not doing and that the doctors did not know how to tell me to do was to nourish my spirit and my mind. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of emotional childhood issues that I hadn't dealt with, which is an important component in ancient Greek healing wisdom. So that was I hadn't dealt with, you know, the abuse from my father and and other sort of abuses and so on. So I started adopting various things such as prayer and meditation as they did in ancient Greece and a lot of therapies to heal my mind and spirit. So it was a three-way approach. It was healing by food and doing things, different therapies, another ancient Greek word, to heal my mind and my spirit. And only when I did those three things in tandem did I begin to see healing happen within my body. Now, uh, you have so many quotes from Hippocrates and Aristotle and Pythagoras that are so amazing. They had it going on. These guys had it going on in terms of what so many people are just finding out now, and that is knowing yourself. How do you go about knowing yourself? Yeah, and interesting. This was inscribed on the Oracle of Delphi, which was the spiritual healing center where people went for guidance and spiritual advice. And no one could enter that temple unless they could um, make assurances that they actually know thyself. So know thyself is all about tuning inwards. So tuning inwards through meditation, through stillness, and listening to yourself. So that was one of the things I, I did A with my healing. I listened within. What is my body telling me it wants? What is my mind telling me it wants? In addition, when I'm cooking, I, I, you know, I know thyself, I tune in and I say, well, what foods is my body craving? You know, I, I take moments of stillness or I pray and I ask for guidance, you know, from God, the universe or, or whatever it is that you believe in. And when you do that, I find that you find your authentic voice. You gain confidence in what you want, what you believe in. You develop a guidance system that then is able to guide you in every decision that you make so that you don't have to ask other people uh, in terms of what I should be doing or what I should be cooking or what I should be eating. And know thyself is almost that, you know, when we ask ourselves a question, we get this gut feel, oh, that doesn't feel right or I shouldn't trust this person or that gut feel is the... um, basically the sensory indicator of knowing thyself. Uh So it equates equates to that. 
And it's also using your senses. So in other words, you know thyself, you're using all your senses. And, you know, the most important sense is the gut, which is, which is basically the soul. And that's what they predominantly use in ancient Greece. Maria Bernardis lives in New York City now. Greekalicious is her brand, and you can find more at mariabernardis.com. I would love to send you a copy of her beautiful book, Cooking and Eating Wisdom for Better Health. Interested? Email your name and address to kcradio at gmail.com, K-A-C-E-Y radio at gmail.com. And since summer is hours away, if you live in the Hudson Valley, I have four Playland Ride wristbands to share. Just send an email to get in on that drawing, kcradio at gmail.com. Empowering young women to feel good about who they are with the beautiful project. That's next. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. Ladies, you know how good it feels to catch a glimpse of your own reflection and smile back at it. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco can help refresh your reflection naturally. Long-lasting Thermage uses radio frequency to strengthen your skin. Thermage can help you regain a youthful contouring of your cheekbones and jaw. It works great on stretch marks and on your legs and around your knees, too. A Fraxel laser treatment pinpoints sunspots, scars, and wrinkles and stimulates your own natural collagen. Fraxel can help change damaged skin into glowing, healthy skin. Ladies, in less time than a yoga class or a mani-pedi, you can renew and rejuvenate your skin and smile back at your reflection. Take the first step today. Call Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Here's the number, 914-241-3003. And visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Hi, it's Casey. And ladies, if we had a book like this growing up, there would have been a lot less confusion in our lives. Beautiful is the book that helps young women deal with things like body image, relationships, the media. What's it all about? Here's author Naomi Katz. The Beautiful Project is a movement that has really taken off worldwide, and we are dedicated to cultivating self-confidence among girls and women by focusing on issues that deal with how we can feel comfortable in ourselves and express ourselves with a strong and clear voice. How do you feel comfortable and secure and beautiful and all of these things? What were you blessed with that you, that you know honestly that you have that so many other girls don't because I'm looking at your picture at the back of the book you glow and there's an ease about you that really is Uh, you know, enviable. How did you cultivate that? I think that part of it is having the luck of having incredible role models in my mom and in my grandmothers and in some incredible teachers who inspired me along the way. I'm also really inspired by my students. I've had some amazing students throughout the years who have modeled for me self-confidence and what it means to feel comfortable in yourself and express yourself clearly. But I also understand the difference in the feeling, in how I feel when I'm nervous and self-conscious and how I feel when I'm comfortable and confident. And I like the second one better. And so I try to cultivate that in myself and share that with other people. 
So I'm on the phone with my niece the other day. She's 23. She lives in uh, Harlem, East Harlem. And she's walking down the street while she's talking to me on the phone. And she turned to someone and said, stop talking to me. And I said, Haley Jane, who are you talking to? She says, oh, just some man was telling me I'm beautiful. Responding to catcalls is what I find on page 10 of Naomi Katz's book, Beautiful, Being an Empowered Young Woman. A lot of young women talk about walking through the city and getting catcalls. How do you respond to that? Well, that's how my work in this field actually started, because I was teaching in New York City on the Upper West Side, and I was probably 22 or 23 at the time, and getting called out on the street all the time, on the way to work, on the way home from work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I started to talk to my students about it, who at that time were middle school girls, 12, 13, 14 years old, they were experiencing the same thing. And I was shocked, because for me, as an adult or a young adult woman, I felt like, okay, I can learn to navigate this, even though it was really uncomfortable. For them, it was really complicated. And, you know, we need to change our culture. We are changing our culture. We live in a culture where woman's body is hypersexualized, super objectified, and we accept that as the norm. And so, of course, that's the way we're being treated. And we need to change that. We need to change the way that we portray ourselves on our social media profiles. We need to change the way that women are being portrayed in the media in general and represent a different kind of role model that educates girls to value themselves for more than just their bodies and their appearances and that educates boys and men to understand that women are much more than just their external appearance. Okay, I am getting an education today from Naomi Katz, beautifulproject.net and the book Beautiful, Being an Empowered Young Woman. So are there let's say for argument's sake two camps the young women who are on Facebook making duck lips and showing their cleavage at you know 14 who are part of this um, being objectified world or and then there's young girls who aren't doing that you know because some girls want the cat calls or I shouldn't say want some girls don't mind them or live for them or even encourage them and then there's another camp that says hey that's not my world I wish I could say that that there was a camp of girls who's like, no, that's not for me. But but it's not really the case, because even the girls who aren't getting called out, I've heard from so many students that they wish that they were just to receive the compliment, even though it makes them feel disgusting. And so even the girls, even the girls who are protesting, you know, in their own way against this kind of sexualization, they're still a part of it. And so many of my students have spoken about, yeah, you know, I don't like that, but I feel like that's how I have to be. Or even the ones who are kind of speaking out against it, they're, they're responding to this culture. And so, no, there aren't two camps. We're all in the same boat. And it's true of adult women, too. The way that we portray ourselves is deeply affected by the culture in which we live. And even if we don't want to sexualize ourselves, even if we don't want to objectify ourselves, it's part of our world. And so there aren't really two camps because all the girls are in the same boat. For teenagers today, social media is such a pervasive part of their lives that they have no break from the social dynamics that complicate their lives in high school and in middle school. It's not like it was when I was young and I would go home and be with my family and it was time to relax and not be a part of those dynamics. The way social media is affecting kids today is that they just are constantly in these dynamics until they fall asleep with their phone glued to their face. Right. And so the question of objectification and sexualization doesn't stop with advertisements or doesn't stop with the way a girl might choose to dress for a party or for school even. It's happening all the time. 
We are talking about beautifulproject.net, beautiful being an empowered young woman. So how do we change the world? How do we change the culture? How do we stop a group of men standing around like, you know, a Con Edison pit when they're working on the wires underground? How do we stop them from, from calling out someone on the street? I think we have to remember that we're all in it together. It's not the men against the women or the women against the men. The way that we portray ourselves, the way that we speak about ourselves is education. And so we need to pay attention to the language that we use. If I look in the mirror in the morning and I'm not satisfied with what I see, which happens to all of us, there's a huge difference between saying, oh my God, I'm so fat. And you know, I think I need to work out more. I'd like to eat healthier. I'd like to be in better shape. The language has immense power. And so the way that I speak about myself affects the way that I feel, affects the environment and the circle of people around me and my family and my group of friends and my school amongst my colleagues. And that teaches all of us how we can see ourselves and speak about ourselves in a more empowering, encouraging, strengthening, confidence-cultivating way. I wrote the book in response to a request from the father of one of my students, the young woman who's on the cover, because his daughters were teenagers at the time, and he said he felt like they weren't listening to him. And he thought that we could put something out that would be a tool for girls. And it's intended for adolescent girls, I would say as young as 11 or 12, and all the way through girls who are in their early 20s. But the book is really relevant also for their parents and for their educators and for their therapists and for the boys who want to understand them and the male adults who want to understand them too. Who is the young girl on the cover? Her name is Kara Price. She was my student probably about 15 years ago and her dad had the vision for this book. Wow, what a cool thing. Very, very cool. All right, beautiful project person, Naomi Katz, what's next on your beautiful project agenda? Ah, many things are in the works. I'm running a series of retreats for girls about sexuality. The next one is in California, July 9th and 10th in Berkeley, Real Talk About Sex. I am working with a few different institutions to develop curriculum that really addresses the questions of confidence for girls, particularly around issues of objectification and sexualization. I'm doing a series of virtual circles for adult women in their 20s about emerging into womanhood and understanding myself and my body, and working on another book. Right now my focus is with young adults, women in their 20s, because they really have expressed to me that they need support. All right, I'm going to make sure my niece gets a copy of this. What should she have done when we had that experience that I shared with you earlier about her walking by and being on the phone with me when she got catcalled? What could she have done in that moment? You know, it's really complicated because I don't want any young women to put themselves in danger. And sometimes the way that we respond to people who are behaving inappropriately can endanger us. And so she needs to feel it out. She needs to see if responding would be the right thing to do or if she would be endangering herself and she just needs to keep her head held up high and walk on forward. Beautifulproject.net. The book is Beautiful, Being an Empowered Young Woman by Naomi Katz. Let me know if I can send you this copy. Email Casey radio at gmail.com that's k-a-c-e-y radio at gmail.com okay it's summertime and the grilling is easy 
and we're grilling cheese with Daphne Oz today. Daphne, how's life on the chew? Life on the chew is great. It's very tasty. <laughs> I, you know, I hang out every day with my friends and eat delicious food. It is not a bad gig. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing it very well. I read that you wrote the dorm room diet and you didn't gain the dreaded freshman 15. You lost 30 pounds in school. Is that true? Right, yeah, absolutely. So I wrote the dorm room diet when I was a freshman in college because I was 180 pounds as a senior in high school and I decided, you know what, going to college is going to be my chance to harness my health and have my adult life be one where I'm in control and not the food. So I wanted a way to really enjoy the maximum college experience and, and all the food that goes hand in hand with that, but do it in a really mindful way that, um, that helped me lose actually almost 40 pounds over the course of my time at school. And, you know, two 50-pound weight gains during pregnancies, notwithstanding, keep it off for the last 10 years. So it, it's all about a healthy lifestyle for me. It's, and that means a lifestyle where nothing is off limits, nothing makes you feel deprived, everything in balance. And that certainly leaves plenty of room for worthwhile indulgences. Good for you. What's your favorite, favorite indulgence? I have to say a grilled cheese is pretty high up there for me in terms of foods that I, I think are worth every single calorie. The other day I was just dreaming of a grilled cheese and I posted a picture on Facebook just of a random grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> that I like Googled and found a picture and I can't even tell you I got over 100 likes. Oh um, I, I Seriously, well people just, people go nuts for a grilled cheese because it speaks to your childhood. I mean, how many, all of us grew up having a grilled cheese and be that tomato soup, the, the, just the classic, the American or the cheddar cheese in the middle. And it's it's one of those things that I think you can't help but feel comforted and happy when a grilled cheese lands in front of you. you know, just to give you a couple examples, I'm here on behalf of Arla today, and one of the things that we're using is fontina cheese, which is super melty and creamy. It, it, you know, it gives you that classic pull when you bite into it and pull the sandwich back. You get that. I don't know what the picture you pulled for Facebook looks like, but one of my favorites is always when they're pulling the two halves of the sandwich apart and you've got those strings of cheese connecting the two, because I'm a big fan of eating with my eyes as well. So you get that great pull with the fontina cheese and then we've added bacon and avocado to that sandwich which is uh, always a runaway hit or the smoked gouda which is delicious and you can pair that with some uh, roasted red bell peppers and some, some jalapenos if you like a little heat in there but one of my personal favorites is to find a way to make it a sweet savory combo by adding a little bit of fruit into a grilled cheese sandwich so whether it's by using something as simple as a, as a chutney or a jam or even like a red pepper jelly something like that or fresh fruit say I'm using caramelized onions with Havarti cheese and fresh slices of pear that when they heat up in the, grilled, in the grilled cheese sandwich just become extra creamy and sweet. And it's this incredible, decadent, sweet, savory combo that people just go nuts for. All right, you got to give me that recipe again. That's the Havarti cheese. Havarti cheese, caramelized onion, and sliced fresh pear. And don't, all these recipes, all the grilled cheese inspiration you could ever possibly need are at ArlaUSA.com. So you can definitely head over there and get the, get the recipe so you can make sure to make it perfectly tonight. ArlaUSA.com. That's right. I'm on my way, and now <laughs> the, I can tell the listeners are angry, frustrated. Now everyone just wants a grilled cheese sandwich. I know. I feel terrible. You should be where I am, because I have stacks of grilled cheese all around me. The room smells so good, and I wish, I really wish you were here to enjoy a bite of this uh, caramelized onion, fresh pear grilled cheese sandwich that we're enjoying. And how about your kids? Are you making grilled cheese for them? 
you know, of course. Like, I, I have two little ones. My daughter's almost, uh, well, she just turned two, I should say, and my son is almost six months. And uh, you know, he obviously isn't eating any grilled cheese, but he will certainly get there. He's a big eater. He's <laughs> um, but my daughter and I, we're in the kitchen together all the time, and something simple and classic like a grilled cheese is is something I know she's going to eat, which makes it worth me taking the time to cook it for her. And it's also a great way, because I know she likes the flavors of it, I start to introduce things that I want her to be tasting, spinach and, and roasted vegetables or sauteed veggies that I might have left over, um, different kinds of meats, like something like this fruit with the pears that I've been using. It's a great way to introduce things to her palate that I, uh, that I want her to get used to so that she's not stuck in her own ways and, and really gets an adventurous palate like I hope she can have. Sauteed spinach on a grilled cheese sounds nice. Yes, and I do roasted cauliflower. I mean, there's so many. Everyone who watches me on the tune knows that I'm a big fan of health, but one of the indulgences that I think is worthwhile are, are these grilled cheese sandwiches. And so I'm always looking for ways to, to boost the health quotient, to make it a little bit lighter. So I will bulk it out with some roasted cauliflower that just stretches the love of the cheese and the bread and all the other good stuff on there. All right, Daphne Oz, what's coming up next for you? Oh, next I've got a new cookbook coming out this fall. It's called The Happy Cook. It's 125 recipes for eating every day like it's the weekend. So you can celebrate with easy, simple, delicious, healthy meals that make it fun for you to get in the kitchen and cook for you and your family as opposed to feeling like a chore at the end of the day. And your website? I'm DaphneOz.com. So there you go. We've probably made you hungry for grilled cheese today. Enjoy that. As we celebrate summer's arrival, you can get in on the drawing for Playland Ride wristbands if you send me an email at caseyradio.com. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. And join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.